Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to talk to Sam. Hey, that was pretty bad. And also pretty good. I mean, there were some good things that happened. The The last thing that happened in that game, though, was pretty bad. A wide open layup for A.J. Griffin. This is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk. And it is, of course, brought to you by Goldfinger Law. And shout out to Goldfinger Law because you only pay if you win. And you can contact them at 416 416- Seven three zero one seven seven seven, and you know what? The Raptors they paid in this game and they lost, dude. They paid with with the minutes played. They paid with their grit. You know, several standout performances, and one twenty four to one twenty two, they lose this game to the Atlanta Hawks, and uh, on a wide open layup at the very end, which ironically is how the Raptors. Could have won this game. Uh, Scotty Barnes at the very end of the fourth quarter missed uh, a, not a wide, wide open layup, but a fairly open layup. And uh, A.J. Griffin, a more open layup than Scotty had, as in there was almost nobody in his half of the court. Uh, the Raptors converged on Trey Young after a full court inbounds play, and A.J. Griffin got a wide open layup. Un. Believable. This game was, of course, without Precious Achua, Chris Boucher, Justin Champagny, Pascal Siakam, Gary Trent Jr., Otto Porter Jr., Delano Banton. All those guys were missing. It's a lot. The starting five for the Raptors was OG, Thad, Wancho, who was actually pretty good, Scotty, who had his best game of the year so far, Fred, who had another tough one, Malachi played 26 and a half minutes. Coloco played over 30 and probably played his best pick and roll defense of the season so far. Kem plays three minutes and 36 seconds, ending his streak or the Raptors streak of whenever Kem touches the floor, they win. They were six and oh in games that Kem had played this season until now. They are now six and one and overall on the season, nine and eight. They had it in their hands, man. I understand it's very hard to guard Trey Young. I do. I also understand that you can't just forget about guys, especially when a hit ahead pass is so easy to make. He had the whole court in front of him. He was just spray it ahead, and Griffin hit that. And not only that, Griffin, how many points did he have in overtime alone? He finished with 17, but I think he had eight points in overtime. Four, I guess, like, man, maybe six of them on floaters. It was crazy. The Raptors kept overloading. Griffin ended up being the the guy who was the release valve. He kept getting spots. He kept making plays. And the Raptors on the other end, 
they had to work really, really hard. Like AJ Griffin, it was, you know, they overload on Trey, the ball squirts out, you know, of that double or that blitz. Griffin gets downhill, has to hit like a push shot from nine feet or something. And, you know, if that's the whole offense, then that's bad. But as far as breakdowns go, when the Raptors were already very clearly gassed in this game and struggling to score on the other side, I mean, the how the Hawks got into this one late game was, you know, between like with the 30 seconds left in the game is when their run stopped. But prior to that, over the minute and a half of the game, they had like a 10-0 run. The Raptors, they they fumbled this game away. Man, that's disappointing because these are so important. Obviously, there's lots of reps for guys like Scotty and, and OG and especially like Coloco in, in drop and pick and roll. Thad had 14 points in the second quarter, had four steals in this game, 18-9, four and four, was nine of 12 from the field. He was just tremendous defensively. Obviously couldn't hang out on the perimeter with a lot of guys, but his rotations on the interior, well worth their time. Scotty, 28 points, 11 boards, 9 assists. Took a lot of shots. I think he scored 28 points on 29 shots. In this game, that made sense. Uh, some of them, we can all agree that Scotty made quite a few strange decisions as a, as a guy with a pull-up jumper in this game. Uh, he bailed out the defense quite a few times, but I tell you this much. He didn't do that the whole game, and he did find the pacing that he wanted to to get downhill, not only to score for himself, but to play make as well. That was huge. And that, on top of the four catch-and-shoot threes, that was really nice. It's pretty crazy. He only got to the line two times. Pretty wild, actually. The Raptors finishes, oh, let's look at this, 22 free throws for the Raptors, 32 for the Hawks. And I'm I'm not saying that the Raptors got jobbed by the refs or anything like that. That's that's not what I'm implying. You know, the Hawks, they were a team that wanted to get downhill tonight. They only took 25 threes in this game. The Raptors took 37. The Hawks took almost half of their overall attempts at the rim. They shot like 77% at the rim. And they took like over 20% of their shots from the short mid-range. They were getting downhill. And that's what the Raptors... That's how they had to defend tonight because a lot of their best players, be it and defenders, right? Precious, Pascal, Chris Boucher, just to name three of them, those guys are out tonight. And that's a like that's a really big deal for how they want to defend in scheme. And if you're playing a guy like Scotty Barnes in front of Trey Young, Trey is getting downhill. Against most players, Trey is getting downhill. Sure, DeJounte had trouble against OG, and OG did an awesome job defending DeJounte, but the Raptors, they ran the risk of putting Scotty on Trey early and often, seeing Trey go downhill and seeing like, hey, is he going to try and, you know, siphon, are they going to try and siphon the ball out for turnover so they can run? Are they are they going to try and contest at the rim? How heavy are the tags on the rollers, you know? And even if they, like a lot of the time, they were trying to ice the pick and roll. They wanted no middle. Like you have to take the ball outside of the paint down the side if you want to get in. And that meant that, you know, there, there was guys who were trying to catch up. It put Coloco in a lot of tough positions. It put Thad in a lot of tough positions. It put Wancho in some tough positions. And Thad, Wancho, and Coloco, I think at the end of the day, I would say I enjoyed all of their defensive performances. I thought they all had great moments. I thought that that was something that they could probably take home and be proud of, each and every one of them. Uh, better defensively in this game than most of all their other performances this season. The Raptors, it wasn't really on the defensive end until the very end of the game where they were gassed and 
where the traps got a little bit lazier or the blitzes were a little bit lazier and it was harder to catch up to where the ball was kind of squirting out to. And it's like, damn, I don't know if they have the juice. And then on the other side of the court, that that lack of juice or the ability to just beat somebody off the bounce whenever, whenever OG had a lot of good possessions down the stretch where he's getting a screen and getting downhill, hitting all of his clutch free throws. Very nice to see making some great laydowns. Uh, Fred at really tough time in this game on the offensive side of the floor, right? Really tough time. He shoots four for 18. He's trying to spot up around a lot of Scotty's bully drives. Scotty taking the ball, getting down to, you know, maybe 17 feet and below, trying to make something happen, force a rotation. Not all the time. It was it was a gross offensive game. A lot of the process was nasty, was yucky. And it's made that much worse when OG goes 0 of 6 from 3, Thad 0 for 2, Wancho 0 for 3, and Fred 1 for 11. Quick math. That is 1 for 22 between the other four. And Scotty, uh, <laughs> He uh, So they went four for 30 between the, the starting lineup. Malachi, who we'll talk about in a bit, is really a great story in this game. A guy who, man, three of six. The, the pick and roll possessions, he got downhill. When the Hawks wanted to flatten it out and go into switch, he he made some moves both on guards and wings and, uh, and the bigs too. So that was really nice to see, bringing that little bit of pop, especially as a catch-and-shoot guy, just... It's crazy how much the Raptors need that additional ball handling with Pascal out, with with Precious, with Gary, with Boucher, all these guys out. They can't even... And the Raptors did a pretty good job of getting after the offensive glass, truthfully, but you can't lean as hard into that stuff when you don't have the the bash bros, like Boucher, Boucher especially, and Precious when, when he's back on form. And, and even Pascal provides a significant uptick in offensive rebounding relative to some players on the Raptors. And obviously you get the whole superstar thing as well. And and the Hawks, I mean, who are the Hawks missing in this game? Anybody notable? I guess like Bogdanovich, who they've been missing all year, his, his knee, I believe, is still not up to snuff. But A.J. Griffin is figuring his way out into kind of a sixth man role, playing 30 minutes. They had Thad, they had DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, who John had a bad game. Capella, you know, Trey, they had all the the main guys and the Raptors. When it came down to brass tacks, they could not hang from a pure creation standpoint. So what did they have to do? They had to try and hang around by getting extra possessions, offensive rebounds, really making like this game more than anything, I think was a really great flex on how the Raptors, bigger players can make clever interior reads. Thad, Scotty, OG, every single one of those guys who had a decent amount of the ball in their hands. These guys, the the passes they were able to snap off, really, really impressive. Navigating tough spacing becomes a lot easier when your players are inventive and creative, move well without the ball, and you can kind of get around some of the shooting woes. The Raptors did in this game, but that did, we saw the warts later on. And we saw that in overtime where the Raptors, they could bash and smash their way to the free throw line. You know, they could bash and smash their way to the bucket, but there's all these flip shots and touch shots and these finesse little passes and laydowns that have to be made that get a little bit tougher when you're talking clutch time and the Hawks defense is kind of pinching in from everywhere. There's more hands that are there. It gets a little bit more contested everywhere. It's tough. 
And and we saw that the Raptors they did not have the perimeter creation from from anybody except uh, you know e- even OG. It's just it was too few and far between. And not that OG was bad. I thought OG was awesome in this game, putting up a lot of shots, getting after it, really making sure that he can get downhill and pressure the defense. Good for him. But the Raptors looked around at their team in that overtime, and even though they scraped and clawed their way back into it, they they could have won in regulation. They just did not have the juice. And how could you blame them, really, for not having the juice in this game? They they barely had their roster. Ron Harper Jr., I mean, I don't know if what the conversations were with the Raptors at the start of the year, where, you know, he, he's been down with the 905. And Ron, they probably said, you know, if you're in town, maybe we'll call you up. You can be, you can do like shoot around. You can do all this kind of stuff. They probably weren't expecting him to be, you know, maybe somebody go to on the bench when you only have nine or 10 guys against Atlanta, who I guess Atlanta probably has them in the standings now. The Raptors probably eighth. Yeah, they're eighth in the East and Atlanta 10 and six. The Raptors, they could have been 10 and seven and the Hawks could have been nine and six. Curses. Yes, the Raptors fall to eighth in this. Damn. Just a, a smidge above the Knicks. A smidge behind the 76ers. I I leave this game disappointed because the Raptors did leave a win on the table. A win they fought for very hard. Something that they were trying to get to. And it was a layup. We've seen this before. The Raptors, you know, the Jonas Valanciunas game one against the Cavs, Eastern Conference semifinals. We have seen the missed layup. We have seen the missed layup and the missed tap. It's, but you can't... The Hawks are a really good team. The Raptors had a bunch of guys play their best defensive games of the year, and they had guys like OG and Scotty, especially, who you're looking for leaps, for jumps from these guys. That They took a very unfriendly context, and they found their way through it. That That's what you want to see. And they didn't get the win. But man, a guy like Malka off the bench, Thad having a classic game. OG 27, 3, 5. Scotty 28, 11, 9. I, I can't poo-poo it. I just, I can't. Not the game as a whole. The outcome, I can say, damn, they left it on the table. The game, though, too much good stuff. And, like, speaking of good stuff is Scotty kind of doing that Pascal thing where you run that screen up top, and instead of Scotty picking up his dribble, he kind of goes behind the back, keeps it alive, and it's a bully drive now. He's not rushed. He's not hurried. He gets deeper. It's And, you know, you get more playmaking opportunities out of that. That was awesome to see. He's picking up some of those tricks and trades. And we've seen it before, obviously, but he did it more regularly in this game. He really found his way as a primary, even if it was inefficient. And as I said at the top, there are a lot of possessions where Scotty's just dribbling the arrow to the ball, doing a lot of dribble moves where he's not moving. The best dribble moves are in concert, not with the ball. It's the ball and the feet. You got to chop your feet. You got to switch up. Like You got to do scissor steps. You got to do everything so that the defender actually feels like there's a threat coming or something like that. And Scotty did not do any of that. He was just dribbling the dang thing. Like, they gum. He did end up making some plays, though, and that's a credit to, you know, his, his passing genius, his passing flair, uh, his, you know, the way he uses his body to get downhill when when he's uh, feels inclined, when the 
defense isn't gapping him so hard. That was nice to see. But there were a lot of questionable plays. And this is what these games are for. You're not they were supposed to be in this game, you know? These games are for Scotty, for OG, who whoever else. Stretch your legs. See what you got. Because the Raptors healthy look a lot different. Not not to mention, Scotty, it looked like he sprained his ankle. And they just came back in. I don't know if they're gonna check him out after the game or what's happening with that, but I mean, it looked kind of gnarly. And he was just it what was he was out for like two minutes, came back in, nearly hit the game winner, you know. And also, you know, made shots down the stretch. Um, not efficiently, but he hit some. It's uh tough to walk away from this game feeling doom and gloom. But mm, I do wish that layup would have went down, dude. Wins, I said this when <laughs> I said this when they won against the Pistons, like a win counts now just as much as it does when the season ends and and seeding is there and they are trying to avoid the play in and especially like you know there's every opportunity that the Raptors if they get healthy when they get healthy they could snap off a big run because they are a very good team they have a lot of good players here they have a culture they have a play style that they know how to win under they could do something really nice once they're healthy that stuff, that run looks all the better if they win games when they're not. And they had two in a row before this, so you can't, I don't, you don't want to complain too much, but damn, 124 to 122. This game, <sighs> tough. The Reggie Evans Award, I have to give to Thad Young. Dude, he just keeps on doing it, man. He, at his advanced age relative to the NBA, you know, he's a young man by all other metrics, almost uh, besides like athletic, athletic uh, sports, athletic sports. Most sports are athletic. What are you saying? He is young relative to most everything that isn't like being an athlete or going to, you know, primary school or something like that. Um, but at the NBA, he's in an advanced age and he continues with his feel for the game, with his finesse. And with the, with the brutish aspects of his game, too, he continues to make himself uh, very, very big for the Raptors. He's been absolutely essential to everything that has gone on and gone on for the good for them. He's just been tremendous. The flip shots, the, the offensive rebounding, the defensive rotations, he's competitive everywhere he needs to be con- competitive. And that's what makes him so essential to what the Raptors are doing. Um, this is really, really great based on uh, what the what we've been seeing from him. The top cook reaction comment is from suspicious mind. We can't go on together with suspicious minds. You quote, you could create a playoff team from the players missing tonight for the raps. And Trey young is waving by to the Raptors bench. Like he accomplished something. What a clown End quote, man, I gotta be honest. That's what the NBA wants, right? That like Scotty Barnes looks back and dunks like Scotty Scotty I wonder if given the chance might do something similar honestly uh the NBA loves their drama you can just look at the way the league is covered what gets a lot of clicks uh you know drama I'm a guy who does not do the drama I'm a guy who does like X's and O's and I'm really like a basketball purist both in my observations and in my like my coverage my work but I can't sit back and say that the clapping is not good for the rivalry. The Raptors typically get the better of the Hawks. 
Hawks fans know that. And um, we'll see. We'll see if this has uh, they play again in January. Who knows if they play, you know, in the spring slash summer. This could be food for thought, I suppose, which makes it more compelling for a lot of people. And uh, the Raptors also, the next time they play them and the time after that, every time they are going to have to game plan for him. He knows that he had to play a very good game tonight to get the Hawks passed. And uh, he's waving goodbye. It's not what I would do. I would be a little bit nervous about my, you know, like Pascal or Scotty or Fred or OG doing that. I'd be like, damn, especially if the other team was super injured. I'd be like, sheesh, I don't know about all that. But Trey, he has no scruples. He does not give a damn. Uh, but I don't know about clown. But of course, this is just pedantry. You say clown. I say, I don't know if I'd do that. It's not a super big deal. Thanks for writing in Suspicious Mind. You and I cannot go on together. Thanks for tuning in, listener. Uh, whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.